taking a beating through that wolf section. Slow Rider gets out of the way. Weimer cuts him off. Now, Dungey changes up the line. A series of the most exciting action imaginable. Welcome to the Leanne Re-Raceables on PulpMX.com. Mathis and Weed revisit the instant classics from yesteryear, spotlighting those historic moto moments that simply never grow old. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Liat Re-Raceables Phoenix 08 250 Supercross or 125 Supercross. Jake Weimer's first career win, and we will have Jacob uh, talking about it later on. Uh, the 450 race was pretty good as well. Stu, Reed, Tim Ferry. Uh, so lots to get into when it comes to Phoenix 08. Thank you to the folks at Liat, whether it is the flex lock boots, whether it's the uh, uh, velocity goggles. They have something for everyone over there, mountain bike dirt bike. Uh, Liat uh, is a great company. They got the sponsor, the uh, Smart Top guys as well. So Mitchell Oldenburg, Rocking Liat, among others, uh, A-Rod as well. Different people ride for different reasons, yet there's a common denominator that binds everyone who puts their body on the line for the sheer enjoyment. This is what Liat offers as a brand. Neck braces, uh, boots, uh, goggles, gear, all of that, Liat.com, head to toe. They have you covered. Of course, their neck brace changed the game years ago, and they've refined that thing a whole lot. So check it out. And the coolest part of this deal is if you want to save at Liat, simply uh, send us an email using the contact form on PulpMX. We'll pass you on a Liat code to save. And uh, go to the website and shop away. So thank you to the folks at Liat. Uh, Guts Racing, Scott Goggles, Decal Works, Maxis, Tires, all on board as well. Uh, I want to thank the folks at Scott Sports. They've been providing the best in goggle technology to all motorsports disciplines for over 50 years. Jason Anderson, Pro Circuit Guys, Caleb Russell, Walker Fowler, they all choose the quality product and support from Scott. Scott is excited to relive iconic moments in the sport with the Re-Raceables podcast, many of which have included Scott Goggles. Scott, the only goggle made in the USA. We'll talk to you more about Guts, Maxis, and Decal Works later on. But uh, with me on the line to talk Phoenix 08, it's Jason Wagon. What's up, Weege? Yeah. Good race. Forgot one. Uh, I've forgotten this one a little bit. Thanks to our guest for suggesting. Uh, this was one of those ones where we just wanted to have a guy on and we asked him to pick the race. Yep. And, uh, you know, I remember this win, but when we actually went to watch it back, it is a phenomenal battle. We're talking 250 class and we're talking Jake Weimer's first career win against some serious competition. Yeah, it, it is. It's it's a it's a deep field uh, of of two fifty class. J Law would go on to win the championship this year. You got Ryan Dungey, you got Brett Metcalf, you got Brock Hepler, uh, a lot of great guys in this one. And you kind of it. I like the track in this. I think the track is really cool. It's got a yeah. split lane, which never usually works, but maybe Dartfish wasn't around then. Um, and uh, the the track was cool. It flowed. It had some cool sections. It was seemed fast, right? Uh, Chase Field. 
to me, it's gone now. Uh, it's still there, but the race is no longer there. Always great races in Phoenix at Chase Field. Yeah, well, uh, I think we like Glendale itself also. It's it totally is. different. Yep. Um, but and, and even the dirt is different. Glendale is borderline tacky almost, um, where these this was much more of an old-school Phoenix. Yeah. I'll give this. I've never been one to say that the ruts are a problem, um, but this track has no ruts, and it actually, in this particular instance kind of works because the dudes can just do whatever they want you want to enter on yep. the inside i'll just go to the outside yeah nothing was holding them into a line in any section of the track no no absolutely not right it yeah. uh it I just, yeah i liked it i don't i mean i don't know maybe it's a bit of a of a nostalgia uh for you know the i walked uphill to school both ways type deal but this looks that like stadium was awesome it we was. always loved going to that stadium yeah they yeah. had they had a tgi fridays in the corner so it's great to go yes. up there and grab a grab a bite, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for during practice. To so. be honest, your entire thing is just based on this is the stadium where you can get a burger during the race. That's all of your nostalgia is just based around that. <laughs> well, the pits sucked actually. Now that you think about it, they did. They were underneath they were an overpass shut down street. Yeah, yeah. It was underneath an overpass, and they were absolutely chaotic yeah. to get around. I remember having to d- dip behind the semis, like between the walls, to get around. Right? Yeah. It was just so full yep. of fans. Yep. Um, a great well. Reg- part of the atmosphere, though, for these Phoenix ones is they're generally early in the season. Not here in twenty twenty three, but you know the buzz for the first couple rounds of Supercross is. Uh, uh, you could almost say that there's almost as much as round two as round one because you get like a taste. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, how's this going to go now? So I just feel like the atmosphere all day at round two, which is often Phoenix, is pretty good. Well, can I also maybe tell you why I love this race? Uh, another reason for oh. after upon rewatching it, mm. like. I don't know if this is just the guy's YouTube channel, so I'm not sure, but I don't believe so. I believe it's the broadcast itself. Yeah. Uh, I love Van Halen, as you know, with Sammy Hagar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my favorite Van Halen song is 5150, that, that, the song 5150. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, it, it's so much my favorite song that when Chiz, years ago, when I got to pick Chiz's opening music uh, to ride out to, I picked 5150, and he wrote out to it. Um, they use 5150 from Van Halen in the whole intro before this race, like on the broadcast. Wow. Just they the music the part of it. This. Just the music part of it. Speed is on speed. And yeah. So when I click this on YouTube, I'm just, I'm in. I'm in. You playing 5150 as an intro song? I'm in. So. Yeah. You know, this sounds actually familiar. There must have been a time where one of the things you're like, you know what we need to do? Take this sport to the next level. We got to pay for the music rights. So I remember. Yeah, 08, 09-ish. Same thing with the Nationals on 09 on TV. I could not believe. I remember, like, uh, Tedesco wins 09 uh, Thunder Valley National. And then the next week, we had a show on NBC from High Point, And they're playing, like, is it Foreigner? Feels like the first time. Is that a Foreigner song? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my God, we're playing real music on one of these shows? Yeah. So, yes, and throughout 08, 09 Supercross, yes, it happens a lot. They must have either gotten a deal I don't know. Maybe it's because they were Live Nation and they owned, they had rights. <laughs> but it was like, dude, we got the real music and we are not afraid to use it. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, so once when I clicked on this to watch, rewatch this for this re- oh, you're re- done. Re- race, well, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I love this you're race. Done. That's uh, it. I, I got a oh, burger. Gosh. I got a burger during practice. <laughs> I got Van Halen fifty one fifty. Oh uh, my god! You know, uh, I'm in. Yes. So screw you, Weimer. It's nothing to do with you. <laughs> no. We had a burger no. and Van Halen. No, uh, so I was talking to Weimer at Trackwalk. He was at uh, Indianapolis, as he will say. And then, yeah, uh, Adam Cincerillo was also very excited about this race. Um, but let me ask you this, for real, though. Um, a little bit of Jake Weimer backstory. So, obviously, our, our Pulp fans know him, and he's a great guy. And, w- you know, we, we always loved Jake Weimer. But, like, seriously, 
the guy, I never really heard of him as an amateur. He's up in Idaho. He raced some Canadian nationals and got worked, right? Like, I don't think he even, I think he got third. Maybe he didn't even make the podium as on a Suzuki. And then, honestly, the next time I see him, he's a factory connection guy. Like, can you maybe inform our, our listeners a little on Weimer's either reputation or thoughts on him as an amateur? Or did anybody see this coming? Or, like, what the hell? Because I... I just remember the kid got worked in Canada, and then he shows up with the sweet shift gear, maybe no fear gear, on Factory Connection looking like Napoleon Dynamite. And I'm like, what? This kid got a ride? Yeah, it was a bit of a flyer, I feel, an eyebrow raiser for okay. the Geico okay. team or yeah. Factory Connection at the time. Yeah, I, I feel like, unfortunately, I got to say, you're somewhat accurate. Like, he was good as an amateur, but, dude, if I remember right, I think he's in the, uh, I think he's in the Josh Hill group. And I mean, Josh Hill just kicked everyone's ass. Like he's as good as anyone. I'm not joking. Josh Hill's as good as anyone I've ever seen at Loretta's. Um, <laughs> Stop it. Stop. Yeah, dude. Now look, I was not there when Stu raced, so oh. I take Stu out. Okay. Um, two oh one was Stu's last year. I didn't go to Loretta's until oh two. Okay. But dude, Josh Hill was unbelievable at Loretta's. Like from eighty five mm-hmm. to B class to A class, he was just un. I couldn't. I cannot believe that Josh Hill's career turned out the way it did. Like I'm like, he's as good as anybody ever. Watch out, fifty Supercross wins. It's coming your way. Um, so if I recall, Weimer and Marty, we got Marty in on this pod. We're Suzuki teammates, and it was like they were really good, but freaking Hill would just figure out a way every time to own them. It's like, oh, Weimer's an elite. Ah, here comes Hill. Oh, Marty's got. Well, Marty might have pushed the front. I'm not sure, but <laughs> they were good. They were good, but they were not the best guys. So. Yeah, they were podium dudes. And then when uh, he got picked up by Factory Connection, I remember being in the Race for X office and being like, well, good for that guy. Because I think yeah. they already had like a full team. And yeah. it was just like, we're taking a flyer on this. He's good. Maybe he's a prospect. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe it's not. But it was definitely like the team was at a higher level than him. Um, and he was fortunate to get on there. I would love to ask either Ziggy or my shack or whoever was running the team back then why they decided to you know, add an extra young guy. Yeah. Hopes it would pan out and that it actually did. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it was, it was odd at the time, but I, again, I'm not an amateur motocross expert. So yeah, it, um, yeah, that was a high end team. And for him to be a rookie and end up on that team, because what did Marty do? Marty was on star, right? Uh, yes. Oh nine was KTM. I think this was star still for Marty. Right. Well, I'm saying like, but the team Marty started on wasn't, you know, we think of star now. Yeah. It was, uh, wasn't was that, yeah. But Factory Connection was a much more accomplished team at the time than Star. So you're like, oh, I can see Marty getting on, like, the third or fourth best team. Yeah. But Weimer's right at the top. Yeah. How's that? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, yeah. right? So yep. uh, great race. Uh, Weimer gets the whole shot. He doesn't make the main in Anaheim. Hurts his shoulder. Doesn't make the main. Aaron Bates and Fro do a pre-race report on him. That makes me think Supercross is fixed because – why do you focus on Jake Weimer on the gate? The guy didn't make the main event. He's got a bad shoulder, but maybe because, as Jake explains, he was sort of working with Emig around this time or something. I don't know. It's odd to focus on Jake Weimer before the race drops, before the gate drops, but they do. And then he comes up with the win, so that's cool. Uh, and then he uh, gets the whole shot, and he leads. Dungey gets by him. Hepler gets by him. Hepler leads. Hepler and Dunge have a great race. And the whole time, we, I'm like, God damn, Hepler. Hepler. You know, I know. Yeah. I've forgotten that Hepler had his shot at um, at at uh, making it happen. 
because it felt like he was hurt the whole time he was with the Yamaha. Uh, but I guess he actually had a shot. Um, wait a minute. I got uh, Weimer mixed up. It was not the uh, Hill era. He gets beat at 125A. As last time at Loretta's, he goes 3-2-2. Two, two. He gets second overall. Marty gets third overall. It was a Ryan Villapoto that mm. went one one one. Um, so that was his group. He was not the Hill group. He was the Villapoto group. So, yes, he was good. But there was Weimer and then, sorry, there was Alessi and Villapoto. Um, sorry, I was fact-correcting myself. Okay, there. all right. Um, yeah, back, so, so back to this race. Yes, Hepler is on Suzuki 07, but he's kind of a lame duck. Everybody knows he's leaving and going to Yamaha. Uh, we actually had Hepler on the show last year and talked to him about it. We know they're bringing in Dunge, who at this point is, I don't think anyone has a lot of hype for Dunge yet. Mm -hmm. um, like, the Dunge thing really came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, so, and I know, from we were pretty tight with Hepler back then, all the Racer X guys, because he was local to us. Like, I know that he really wanted to beat Suzuki, Hepler, and he really wanted to beat Dunge, because Dunge was essentially the guy they replaced him with. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had forgotten that there were a few races where they went at it, and this is one of them. Like, Dunge and Hepler have an unbelievable battle in this one. They, they kind of slow each other up, and get Jake gets sucked back into it a little bit you know uh yeah. they look like yep. if they if they kind of didn't battle and look at each other they maybe take off with the win but they get into it a little bit kind of cat yeah. and mouse in a great race and next thing you know weimer is back in the mix you know um it's but basically hepler is better at every part of the track but dunge has this one friggin turn which weimer will also talk about mm -hmm. where hepler can do nothing to stop him <laughs> <laughs> he passes him he gets the lead it starts is. to pull away Dunge passes him in the same corner. Same corner. Hepler passes him back, starts to pull away. Dunge passes him in the corner again. It's unreal what Dunge does. This one turn. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it's a really Hepler great race. Hepler stop him. It's on YouTube. Yes. And, uh, yeah. again, Weimer's first professional win, if you don't count the U.S. Open, which he had won in the fall, and, like, another amazing race where there was a massive first-turn crash, and Jake on a 250F wins the second night of the main event, and the Josh DeMuth almost wins the overall, but Langston ends up winning it. Um, so, yeah, it's a whole nutty night of uh, of racing at U.S. Open that maybe f first time puts Jake Weimer on the map, and then this one definitely uh, puts it on for him. And uh, he, does a, he does a great job. And it's funny, like, again, he's got a torn labrum. He talks about it, the procedure. He talks about how taped up his shoulder was, and then he goes and wins. It's just one of those things that we've seen in moto a few times. Just a, an injury will take some pressure off. Made you ride a little loose because you don't expect much, and then you do great things. We've seen it before in our sport. So, well, now that he's not racing anymore, you know, Jay can reveal all that about how like the pressure changes things, but he didn't have any pressure that night. Then he wins this one, and it's like, well, now the pressure is back. And then he absolutely Cause... falls apart the next few <laughs> yes! weeks. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and actually admits that. Yeah, yeah, it's great stuff. Uh, yep. th thank you to the folks at uh, Max's Tires, MXSTs, uh, used by A-Ray out there. McGrath developed them as well. Uh, great mountain bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires, Maxxis.com for more information on that. they got something coming out, I think. I think it was supposed to be last month. And then maybe this month, A-Ray's been using it. There's a new tire coming. I don't know when it's going to be released. i got to ask Chris and the boys at Maxxis. But it's coming, and uh, we'll talk about it when we get it. Uh, so thank you to the folks at Maxxis. And, of course, uh, as well, Decal Works. Pulp MX-23 is a code to save at Decal Works. Uh, Red Bull KTM uses them for graphics. Husqvarna Off-Road as well using Decal MX. Uh, they got a quick turnaround over there. Use the code to save some money. DecalMX.com. Uh, Ron and everybody down there doing great things. They, uh, they, have a, they can design whatever you want. So thank you to the folks 
at decalworks as well. And Liet, Liet.com. Send us a send us a uh, email using the contact form on uh, on pulpmx.com, and we can uh, send you a code to save at uh, at Liet. So uh, that's the two fifty race. Anything else, Weege, before we talk four fifties real quick? No, this is uh, the Weimar interview is so compelling. We will use that for the bulk yeah. of the show. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And so four fifties. Uh, stop me if you heard this. Uh, Michael Lessie gets a whole shot, and then James Stewart passes him, and Chad Reed passes him, and then Reed follows Stewart around for twenty laps, and James Stewart wins. Chad Reed gets second, uh, and Kendall mm. Wind- Kendall Wind works up to a third place. This is like um, if you had. You know Chat GBT? Yeah. Are you familiar with that, yep, Steve? Yep, yep. Uh, other day I was having dinner with my buddy Jason Hooper, and uh, he's like, oh, I'm going to show you how Chat GBT works. And he says, Give me a story in the voice of Jason Wygant. Mm-hmm. And what Chat GBT basically did was take every tweet I think I've ever tweeted and turn it into one tweet. <laughs> so is that what this main event is? Is this the Chat GBT? I think so. Of Supercross main events? Yeah, I think so, right? Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> Michael Lessie will get the whole shot. James Stewart will win. Chad Reed will finish on the podium, and Wyndham will ride great, but unfortunately can't quite beat Stewart Reed. <laughs> so, and you reminded me of this before we hit recording. Uh, Stu would exit the series the next week, and there was rumors of Stu getting hurt, being hurt. I remember that, and then he won this race. Chad won the opener. James wins this race, and then next week, a press conference. James Stewart's out for the season for Supercross. Yeah. Yeah, super bizarre. So Stu hurts his knee outdoors in 07, and that led to that crazy, insane uh, title fight that our guy Grant Langston wins. Mm. And then Timmy didn't win that. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Yes, I know you have some revisionist history there. Sorry to just spring that upon you. Yeah. But the Timmy did not win it. And then I think we're all assuming, yeah, Stu's good to go. But I guess mm-hmm. he never got the knee fixed. And then I guess he's racing hurt these first two rounds, and then he wins. And then this is still heat of. Stu and Reed not liking each other. Mm-hmm. So I f- believe when Stu wins this and then the next week says he's out, he says something like, I've only been riding at 75%. <laughs> now, you can imagine how well that went over with Chad. <laughs> yeah. So then Chad has to run all sorts of defense and laughing about, oh, yeah, 75%, all that. Yeah. Um, it was great. Um, yeah. Uh, but that was the end of the series. Like once once Stu was out, we're like, well, is Chad going to win every race for the rest of the year? But Wyndham did actually make it a pretty exciting he did. championship. He did. Um, yep. Also, um, uh, Mike, Mike, they show Mike later on in the main event. He has a massive Honda banner stuck on his foot peg, just floating beside him as he rides around. So I don't, Yeah. Yeah. I don't really on a know. Suzuki. Yeah. On a Suzuki. Yeah. Okay. Not sure what happens to him uh, if that banner gets collected or not but he goes on to get sixth so maybe not but it's huge it's the size of his motorcycle it's just flowing behind him so um <laughs> my guy tim ferry patrick cowie rider uh it seems like he passes Millsaps early in the race for third davy Millsaps, who was here for the pulp show wish i would have known that and then in the end i checked the results and timmy got 10th and then looking at the running order him and Millsaps are way back so i i'm guessing they tangled or something, or Timmy went down and Millsaps plowed into him. I don't know. But I asked Timmy what happened in the main. He said, no clue. And I said, well, you were up there, and then you got ninth. He said, that's not too good. Okay, great. And, and he says, <laughs> Thanks, I, Timmy. I can't remember. Okay, there we go, folks. Rewrite the Bulls. You wonder why we don't have Tim Ferry on this thing? <laughs> well, we got Daytona once with him. That was good. Oh, we, that's true. We did. Yeah, and he but- talked money. He yeah. talked about how little money he made. Yeah, so 20, I'll be forever indebted. He did do that. 20 grand. 20 grand. 
Oh, right. God. Uh, but yeah. anyway, so that I don't have folks. I don't have anything. I don't know. I don't know what happened to Ferry and Millsaps. So it ended up being a really good year for Timmy, though, right? Yeah, 08 was good. Uh, 09 yep. was not good, but uh, 07, 08, yeah. Akawi, when he was hired to be the test rider, as some media people said, uh, he uh, uh, he had a great year. Uh, uh, so yeah, that was uh, the 450 main event, and then so yeah, Stu exits left and uh, with a knee surgery comes back to uh, crush the outdoors. Um, but um, yeah. No. Well, hey, I'm glad you brought up the crush the outdoors because the rumor was since he had just won this race in Phoenix and then disappeared the next week, the rumor, the all conspiracy theories. Uh, Steve, do people ever go back and revisit the conspiracy theory? Do people ever do that? No, no, they and, never do. No. They, they put it out yeah. there and then they never actually go back and yes. say like whether they were wrong or not. Right. So a week after this race, when Stu holds a press conference and says I'm out for the rest of Supercross, some very knowledgeable people that have been around the sport for a long time are like, this is fake. He wants to ride for Red Bull and Cowie's sponsored by Monster and he's never going to race for Kawasaki again because he's arg- he's bad about this thing. He's not even injured. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back and wins 24 motos with a bike with Monster logos on it. And I never heard anyone go back <laughs> and say, oh, I was wrong. I was wrong. Yeah. No, I'm not saying Stu was pumped on Monster. Yeah. But did he come back and race and win races for Cowie and go to the podium? Yes. yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yep. Once again, yep. there we go, everybody. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, great race. Phoenix 08. What's even better, though, is some of these Jacob Weimer, Weimer stories from this. So let's let's get into yeah. that on the Lee at Reraceables. Yeah. Here's Jake Weimer talking about Phoenix 08, his first 250 Supercross win of his career. All right. Now uh, to talk more about Phoenix 08. Wygan and I uh, broke it down a little bit, but uh, let's talk to the guy who – Actually won the race. It was a great race, as we talked about. And uh, it's his first career 250 Supercross win, former factory rider. Jake Weimer, what's up, Jacob? How are you, man? I'm good. I'm just getting ready to fly out, actually. But, yeah, I'm good. Well, listen, you, you helped AC last weekend. He got his best result uh, of the season. So just tell that 2-7 guy to stay home. <laughs> like, seriously, why? Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's not my place. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I will. Give me his number. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you have it. <laughs> uh, hey, this is a this is an interesting race for sure. You had come off the U.S. Open main event win, which was highly unexpected that night in a, in a crazy night at the MGM, and then you came into this year. You ride for the Factory Connection team, of course. Um, you don't make the main the week before. You crash and hurt your shoulder, and then you come back and you win the main event in a great race like wow jake <laughs> uh what a turn of events this was yeah i thought the same thing <laughs> wow wow <laughs> uh, you grab the whole shot you grab the whole shot and then you get passed by hepler and dunge mm-hmm. and then you take advantage later on and you grab the win the lead back and then you win it's like how how the hell did, they, did this happen but take us through that time uh, of the injury and you know, and all the things you did that week and, and pulling this win out. Yeah. So there's a couple of things that I would say happened, but yes. Yeah, so Anaheim won. Um, it was muddy. Uh, it was actually in the heat race, like right around the first turn, I crashed out of the first turn just on a little jump and hurt my shoulder, uh, tore my labrum. Obviously, I didn't know that at the time. I just knew my shoulder hurt. And then LCQ, I don't even remember what happened, but I was already riding hurt. So I was like, whatever. Didn't make the main. Uh, I probably fell again. I don't remember. But uh, <laughs> If there was social no, media, it would have been like, give his bike to a privateer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so that week, I went and got an MRI. 
um, which was one of the gnarliest uh, experiences during my racing career because they had to inject uh, ink or dye or whatever yeah. you want to call it into my shoulder. Mm-hmm. So, dude, I'm not kidding you. This needle was probably, I, I don't know, four, five, six inches. Like it was so bad. And they, they gave me no local anesthetic, nothing. Just here we go. And it was so gnarly. They put the needle in and, and I was under like a live x-ray so they could see where yeah. the needle was. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, we got, we got to readjust it. So they'd pull it like halfway out and kind of turn it and push it back in. And it was so gnarly. Um, <laughs> So anyway, results come back. Yeah, you tore your labrum. It's it was borderline get surgery, don't get surgery, and I, and being a dumb kid and wanting to race, I was like, oh, I'll I'll rehab it. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't ride that week as far as I don't think I did. Well, it I says Aaron Bates gives us a pre-race report, which we'll talk about, but she says you rode once that week. Maybe I did. I, okay. I, this is, we probably should have done this 10 years ago when it was a little <laughs> bit closer <laughs> to when it happened. Okay. So maybe I did. I don't remember. Um, I just remembered. I do remember that week and just yeah. doing a lot of doctor stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I rode and I decided, well, we'll go. But I remember we drove there in my van and I remember thinking, um, I need to go and try, but I didn't plan on racing. I just, my shoulder felt too yeah. bad. I, yep. didn't, I didn't think I could. Um, and then, so whatever, we go there and tape my shoulder up so gnarly to where I can't even, honestly, I couldn't even hardly move my arm. Mm-hmm. And then just whatever, the first practice, and I actually rode pretty good. Like I was kind of, like I was pretty fast. And my shoulder wasn't really bothering me too much because I couldn't really move it because uh, I was so taped down. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I decided to race. So that that was the week leading up to it. Jeez. I'm sure your dad, Jason, I mean, he was very supportive of you getting surgery and taking time off and relaxing. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, he was... He was good about stuff like that. Like okay. he even like he was with me, but even he knew like I was thinking he'd I, have you lifting rocks or something. To no, 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 no. That like yes, I mean honestly, when I when I went there, I I didn't. I was willing to try, but yeah, I yeah. really didn't. I really didn't think that I was going to race. We, but I, dude, we talk about this all the time, Steve and I. When a guy gets hurt right before Anaheim one or at Anaheim one. I mean, how devastated must you have been? We always talk about three or four months, the team, you, everybody, and it's just gone in a, like, snap of the fingers. It had to have been so devastating uh, on Saturday, the first race. Yeah, it was because, like you said, you you put in so, just the amount of man hours um, yep. that you put it, like the gym time and the bicycle and the motos, and, and then literally, you know, a crash happens in, you know, less than a second. And it's all seems like it's for nothing. Like, oh, there it goes. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah it definitely deflating for sure. Oh, um, man. So, were you confident when you left Anaheim? Were you like, my season's done, or did you think? Were you fifty fifty at least, or were you surprised by the time you showed up to Phoenix? Did you feel like you had dodged a bullet? No, I still was worried about it. I oh, didn't okay. feel <laughs> I. I was worried about it. I wasn't. I was still so young in my career that I, like, I wasn't worried about my career, but I was, yeah. I was worried about that supercross season for sure. 
Well, you were. This was your third year with the the Geico team, yeah. I think. So, like, yeah, yeah, they're they're you know, like you get a rookie year, and and I remember your rookie year, you showed up, you looked like Napoleon Dynamite a little bit, <laughs> and and then you know you get another chance, and then yeah, like you got to make things happen right around the third year. Yeah, and that's that's yeah, that's probably what you're thinking, what the team's yeah. thinking, and all of that. Um, I, well, here's the other part of what I was going to say. I was like, there's a couple parts to this is the other part. Cause I saw you on track walk at Indy. I was with Adam mm-hmm. and, and you asked me to do this and I'm like, yeah, no problem. And, and so we were talking about, Oh, eight Phoenix. And then on the rest of track walk, Adam was like, yeah, man, you, you came out of nowhere, like out of nowhere. And I'm like, well, I understand from the outside perspective that mm-hmm. it would look that way, but anybody around me, it didn't come out. I mean, yes, because of the shoulder, it was kind of out of nowhere. But if you were with me during the week, you know, at the test track, I mean, I had fast teammates and people that did good. And like, I was fast. Like I, I didn't always perform well, but I was fast enough to do that, you know, obviously, yeah. but, yeah. but from the outside world, people, I don't think really perceived me that way because I didn't always perform very well on Saturday, but Monday through Thursday, like I was legit. So it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, and that's a, that's the case for a lot of guys, but yeah, I, it wasn't really a surprise for me. Like I knew in my head that I was fast enough to win. I didn't know if I would, but I knew that speed wise, I was capable of it. Um, uh, yeah. Adam, when we out on track walk, when I, we, when I said Phoenix 08, Adam was like, Oh Yeah. That was a great race. Like, Stacy was stoked. He was very excited yeah. for that one. I mean, that's rad knowledge. I um, mean, we all know Adam's super into this, but yeah. that's impressive knowledge on his part. Yeah, he was very excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No so, offense, Jake, but we could probably ask half the 450 gate at least. Oh, yeah. And they'd be like, no idea. No <laughs> idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jet Lawrence would be like, they had Supercross in 2008? I didn't even know this. Right, was- right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is, there's Hepler, there's Dunge, there's Metcalf is, uh, gets third. J-Law's Lawrence, in this. J-Law's yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a, a really good race. The track seems sweet. Split lane, uh, hard pack. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, it seemed like a, a sweet track, too. Like, a lot of flow. It really flowed, so... Yeah, and I mean, the hard pack stuff for me always, I always felt more comfortable on that. I mean, I had to learn how to ride ruts, you know, and stuff like Indy. And I, I got to a point where I could, I could make it work, but I didn't like it. Like that wasn't, that wasn't what I liked. So, you know, Indy, Seattle, mm-hmm. uh, Oakland, what, you know, loose, soft, ruddy, like that definitely wasn't my deal. So if I could, if I could get, you know, you brought up US Open coming into that year um same thing you know hard pack kind of slippery uh that i definitely that was definitely my deal yeah so hebler and dunge are having a ridiculous battle uh but you're hanging in there so i mean yeah well first of all how did the shoulder actually feel um physically first of all uh i don't really remember while i was riding being in pain I mean, I remember like in between practice and heat races and whatever, like it definitely was bothering me for sure. But like I said, I had it taped down so gnarly, like I couldn't get the tape off. I had to get in the shower and let it soak <laughs> with hot water because I even used, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I, I've seen other people use it, but it's like, it's a can of glue, like spray glue. And so I was, I was taped down so much that 
I was so limited to, to movement that it, it, I don't honestly don't remember it being super painful. I just remember not really being able to move like I wanted to. So whether they're battling and you're right behind them, you know, they'd pull away a little bit. You catch back up. Uh, mm -hmm. Did you start thinking, Oh wait, I'm, I'm in a good spot here. I, maybe I'm okay. Yeah. So I remember I whole shotted and I was like, all right, I'm just going to give it the berries and see what happens. <laughs> and obviously I couldn't get away. Um, and then I, I don't remember if it was, I think Hepler was the first one to pass me. Um, but I was still like, yeah, whatever. And then I think Dunge got me mm -hmm. and then I, and then they were kind of battling and it kind of gave me a second to like calm down because they were kind of holding each other up a little bit because of the back and forth. Yeah. I and feel it, like that too. It, yeah. Yeah. And it kind of gave me a minute to just like catch my breath and be like, all right, well I, and then I kind of got comfortable and at that point I wasn't really thinking like, Ooh, I'm going to win. But I was like, well, I can get on the podium. I like, just hang in here and, and do the best that you can. Um, and then it just, yeah. Then I think, uh, if I remember right, I think uh, Hepler and Dunge kind of bumped into each other in a corner. Dunge couldn't do the triple. Yeah. So then I so then I went back to second, and then Hepler fell. So then I was in the lead, and then and by that time though I was like very calm. Like I, that's one thing about riding hurt is that it kind of takes the pressure off of you because you like you're kind of in survival and like I just need to get through this night. And so everything really honestly kind of just slowed down and came to me at that point. Like I, I wasn't aggro. I wasn't, you know, like, Oh, I have to get this win. Like I didn't feel, I was just, I was just managing honestly. And, you know, it happened to be the best ride of my career at that time. Had you ever, have you ever, did you ever lead before? I, I don't even know. Was it, I mean, outside I US Open. Like, yeah. I yeah. don't know either. I'm not sure. Right. I, right. I, I mean, I've won heat races, yeah. but I don't, I don't know about a main event. I don't know if I'd ever led or I don't remember. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And then, it's, and then, so Dunge gets up to you, uh, on the last lap and yeah. I don't, I, it's really a shitty copy on YouTube and it looks like you either cut him off or you make a mistake and you No, what, what? I know exactly what you're talking okay. about. So, I felt like I was deuces with Dunge everywhere, except for some reason there was like a 180 right hander before the triple, uh -huh. and he was stupid fast. Like I like he passed, passed Hepler there yeah. a couple times, I think. Yeah, and so I knew, and and he was coming in really wide mm -hmm. and cutting down. Yep, and and I couldn't do it. Like I don't know why or how or what, but he somehow come in really wide and cut down, and he was really fast right there. And so on the last lap, I knew, I knew that's what he was going to do. So oh, I was like, all okay. right, <laughs> I was like, all right, well then I'm just going to cut this corner so tight that he's, he, I mean, I think he kind of even ran into me. Yeah. You guys hit. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't really planning on that, but I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to cut it tight enough that he's not going to be able to squirt under me. Like I'd seen him do to Hepler a couple of yeah. times. Well, brilliant. And yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Move. No, it was definitely on purpose. Like okay, okay. I, because I knew I was fine everywhere except right there. So yep. I was like, well, then I'm, I'm just going to take the line that he's yeah. doing. I'm going to take it away from him. You also, uh, watching back, I want to say, 
I don't know if you're in the lead yet or you're right behind Dunn's. You get sideways on the left side of the whoops on the split lane. Uh, it, yeah. it, it's almost a big one, but uh, but yeah. you saved it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, it was it was a great race. It was really good. And by the way, again, we talked to Brock Hepler for one of these uh, underrated guy, underrated rider. Just oh, yeah. got hurt, you know, but 450, 250, Suzuki, Yamaha, he, he was fast, man. He was really good. Very. Yep. Very. I mean, he his rookie year, he would have won if yep. if, Stu, if Stewart wasn't in the mix, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> he was crazy. he was really good. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Uh, and then, like, he wasn't a flashy guy, right? He was just a right. worker dude from PA, but. Yeah, I was watching this going, Brock Hepler looks great. <laughs> so Yeah. I mean, and his crash was so stupid. Yeah, it was. Like, yeah. I mean, that's probably the the kind of the tell all of his career, right? Like he he was so good and so fast and smooth and calm. Mm-hmm. But like the way he crashed that night in Phoenix, it was just like, dude. Yeah. Like, geez. Um so it was uh yeah, it was a great race. Um did you did you celebrate by going to the TGI Fridays up there in the uh, Chase? No, no, no? O- no. Honestly, like I got, I remember walking to my van, and at that point, I was in a lot of pain. <laughs> and I remember going to the hotel. Um, I, my dad was with me. Uh, my wife, girlfriend at the time, was with me, and my trainer at the time was with me. And I remember getting in the van, and I, at that point, I was in. I was in pain, and so I went and showered, and I took a pain pill, and I went to bed. Oh. <laughs> what a, the adrenaline had worn off. Yeah, the, I think she's actually sitting here. Didn't we go through a drive-through somewhere to get food? Uh yeah, I know. So, J J Law, J Law was very ashamed of this night, for sure. Was he? Well, I, I'm just saying he he would not have done this. He would not have taken a pain pill and gone to bed. Yeah, no, he would have taken a pain pill and went to the club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. his gateway. So did you? Fa- no, I, did, did, I did, was... you, did you go to a, did you go to a drive-through or not? Uh, what, what yeah, we did. I okay. just don't remember what it was. But okay. there is a there is another piece of the story. Okay. Um. <laughs> so, uh, my dad during practice, like he had a credential, obviously, and yeah. the whole deal, mm-hmm. and he would go to like he had a press box, like credential or whatever so he could go to a suite or a press box or i I don't even know i was racing at the time so i didn't know how it worked but um he was watching the first practice in either a suite or a press box and you know how stadium security is um they come in there and they're like sir like your credential whatever and he, he shows it to him and they're like all right sir you can't be in here you need to leave and he's like he's like no i have this past with like, I can be in here. Uh-huh. Like I, I do, I do it every weekend. And they're like, no, sir, you, you gotta leave. You gotta go. And oh he's like, boy. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, Oh, you're going to like this. So then, <laughs> Jason. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to like this. So then he's like, they're, they're hassling him. My dad, he just doesn't, he just honestly doesn't really give a shit. Like he's like, yeah, whatever bug off, get out of here. <laughs> um, and so, they're like, sir, you gotta leave. You gotta leave now. And he's like, listen, I'll leave when this practice is over. Yeah. And they just won't leave it alone. So they they get on the radio. We we need backup up here at <laughs> oh, you know, whatever. So there's like there's like four of them that rock in there and they like take him to the ground. Like like <laughs> <no>. <laughs> 
Uh, it gets better. It oh. gets better. So they like take him to the ground. I don't know, zip tie him up or cuff him or whatever. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't know any of this, mind yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm doing my thing. Well, I guess he talked. So cop comes like, sir, you got like, we got to escort you out of here. And he's like, all right, all right, all right. Like, let me take my jacket off. Like he didn't want to make a scene. He's like, let me go to, let me go to the truck. Don't cuff me. Like I don't, my son's racing, you know, he like trying to do the right thing. So they let him go to the Geico truck or factory connection, whatever you want to call it. Um, And he told my wife's girlfriend at the time, like, Hey, I got to leave. Kind of explain the deal to her. Like, don't, (laughs) don't, don't tell Jake. Like, I don't want him to worry about it, whatever. So he has to leave his stadium. They take his credential, the whole thing. (laughs) So he, so he goes to the hotel um, and he's watching the, whatever the second or third practice, but the last practice he's watching live timing and I was fast again. And so his version of the story is like, and they told him like, you cannot come back here. (laughs) And so he's sitting there and he's like, this kid, like he's going to do good tonight. I can tell like he's fast. He's riding good. He's hurt, which sometimes can be better. Uh, And he's like, so he's sitting at the hotel. So he comes up with this plan that he's going to change his clothes, put his hood on. And he went, he went and bought a ticket in the nosebleeds. And and sat at the top of the stadium. I was waiting for a fake mustache to come out, but okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it it still gets better. Hold on. Uh, so he sits, and I didn't know. Well, she did tell me, like I don't know, somewhere like qualifying race, like heat race, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, where where is my dad? Right. Where's my dad? I mean, this is so, so weird she, for him to not be there. You, you Yeah, yeah. 100%. And so she gives me like the PG version. She's like, well, you know, <laughs> I, I don't, it's so long ago. I don't remember exactly what she said, but it's, it's basically like he, he had to leave. And so, <laughs> so <laughs> the, the uh, main event gets over. I win. I'm stoked. Like I can't eat. Like I wasn't even planning on racing. I win. I get back to the truck. Everybody's happy. Girlfriend's there. I'm stoked. Trainer's there. Everyone's high fiving. And I'm like, I knew he wasn't there. Right. So I, we walk to the car parking and walk to the van and he's standing there and he's like, and so I obviously knew kind of what had happened, Yeah. but he, but so he's like, high five me. He's like, and I kind of get the story. He's like, no, I sat in the top of the stands. Like I bought a ticket and I'm like, like, holy shit. Like whatever, this is crazy. So I told you that at that point I was in pain Yeah. and I get to the hotel and I'm like, take shower. And I'm like, Ooh, my shoulder hurts. Whatever pain meds they gave me, I took one and, and my dad was like, Hey, uh, do you do you have one of them pain pills? And I'm like I'm like I'm like, Yeah. Jason's Jason's had a hell of a night. No, listen. So he's I'm like, Yeah, and he's like, Well, I the security took him like they wrestled me to the ground. They they messed his shoulder up. Oh, they, perfect. He he had to have he had to have surgery. 
They talk, so I, I've got these pain pills because I have a hurt shoulder. And then he's like, Hey, can, can I get one of those? They, they tore his shoulder up. So, oh my God. So, so he, he ended up having to have surgery on his shoulder because they, they yeah. so you avoided surgery, but your dad did have to get it. I, well, I actually ended up having surgery, what, like three, four years ago or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, same, same shoulder, like it, because it ended up like popping out a few times. And yeah, so, but yeah. Unbelievable. It was, it was, a, <laughs> it was a wild night. Oh, uh, like you would. It, wow. I mean, I'm so glad. So you're just yeah. ridding, it, ridding it out, like he was in pain for hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's like some. I don't even know where to start. That's that's incredible. Right, right. Um, yeah, already had him down on the ground. Oh, uh, yeah, no, so, there was like there was like four or five of them, and they like yeah they they tackled him, and <laughs> it was a whole thing. He so he didn't get to go down to the champagne and the podium, no. all of that. No, no, but I won. I that's not really his gig anyway. Okay. obviously I won several races yeah. after that. Yeah, and he I don't. He never. Well, the only time he ever came down to the podium was when I won my title. The title, okay. That, yeah, that was the only time he came down to the podium. <laughs> oh man, that's great. That's that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I I figured you'd like that. Story. Yeah, Jason. That's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. So you kind of had shitty races after this win. Yeah. You went. Well, I was hurt. <laughs> so so fifteen twenty two twenty two seventeen. The yeah. Ne- yeah. But you got the win. I, think I, I, I did get a podium after that at some yes, point. Yes, Houston uh, a month and a half later or a month later. Yeah. Yeah. You got yeah. another podium. But was it so the other races, you're, I mean, you did it once with a bad shoulder. What the hell happened, Jake? I mean, Jesus. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Steve, <laughs> I, I, was, I was a mess there. For, but, but every team I, manager, every team manager is like, we can work with that win. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so this was right around the time. So that year, 08, I felt like I honestly believed that I was fast enough to win races. Mm -hmm. I wasn't ready to win a title, but I knew that I was fast enough to win races. Um, And I think because I knew that, that I was fast, that it was like a mess because I just mentally wasn't prepared to handle that pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, Which then, you know, obviously the next year, 09, I kind that was kind of the turning point, and then I went to pro circuit and the whole thing. Well, um, yeah. So take us through the the switch to pro circuit because that's a good story too. You, you know, you won this race. You really started to figure it out, and yeah. and Mitch signs you for no nine, and yeah, like it was a really hard deal for you to do that, and there was some bitter feelings on the on the factory connection Honda side, right? Yeah, it was actually pretty wild because I, at that time, I knew that I was ready to win, yep. um, that I that I wanted to win, and I, you know, my three years at Factory Connection, they they were good, but I kind of always felt like I was the kid that that like just had an opportunity. Like I didn't ever feel like I was really like the guy or a guy, mm-hmm. and so like I went down to Mitch's office and this would have been like a short time after all this has happened. And I remember like, he was such an asshole. <laughs> He's like, he, he pulled out like results. Like he had them ready to go. He didn't even know it was coming, but he had the result keeps like ready to go. And he's like, 
he's like, Oh, you want to ride for me? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to like, I want to win. Like you're winning. Yeah. I want to win. I'm ready to win. He pulls out these results sheets and he's like, huh? So you want to ride for me and you didn't qualify to Anaheim one. And, I, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like, you know, and I kind of explain it. I'm like, well, I won the next weekend. He's like, yeah. And he's like, then he pulls out another result page and I don't even know where it was. And I don't know. I maybe, I maybe got like eighth or something. And I'll never forget this. Uh, Bobby Canary was right in front of me on the result sheet. Okay. So if I got eighth, he got seventh. Right. He was like, well, He's like, well, Bobby Canary beat you. He's like, do you think I should hire Bobby Canary? And I'm like, I'm like, I kind of, I kind of didn't really have anything to say. And I'm like, like, I don't know. I don't know. Sure. I'm like, well, you know, so we go through the whole meeting, whatever. And I was like, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm your guy. You need to give me this job. And I basically left. (laughs) <laughs> and so I don't know, a couple of weeks went by and cause we were testing for outdoors, a couple of weeks went by and I happened to, I was testing and I happened to be sitting in my van and my phone rang and it was Mitch Payton. And so I'm like, hello. And he's like, you're my guy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm your guy. And he's like, all right. And he's like, all right, come to, come to the shop on Tuesday and I'll, and you can sign your deal. And I'm like, all right. I'll see you Tuesday, and that was it. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. Did you get down he there? Never complimented you. There was no complimenting. <laughs> um. No. 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 Uh. Uh-uh. Wow. So, but I don't think I don't think any of that. I, and later on, I found out I was riding with RV a little bit in that off season, yep. and we were riding out in like Redlands area. Uh, Tommy Harrison had a supercross track and like JG was kind of a part of it. And so it was like me, JG and RV and Mitch was out there one day and I was, I was ripping, which obviously he kind of already knew who I or well, he yeah. knew who I was. Right. So, and I think that was the day that he was like, all right, this kid's good. And that was before I'd even talked to him. Yeah. And so I think that day honestly was kind of what put me on his map. Um, and so, and I don't recall Canari being your teammate, so I guess he decided, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, he was just being an asshole. I know, like, yeah, I, yeah. I get it. And like, it's as a young kid, like at the time, I would have been 20, I think, yeah. Uh, and he, like, he was just doing what Mitch does, and I, like, I was so intimidated. And like, I went in there by myself, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like this, <laughs> like, damn. And then, so I do that, and I had a first right refusal with Factory Connection, and they wanted to keep me. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I didn't even like super feel like that. I kind of just felt like I was like I was the kid with the opportunity. And then, and then it was hard because I was twenty years old, and like I wasn't making like a ton of money. And then Factory Connection was like, well, they started throwing a bunch of money at me, and I was like it's not about the money. Like I feel like this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And, and they were throwing a bunch of money at me and I didn't sign like a, a massive PC deal. Like it, it was decent. It was probably fair, but it, it wasn't like crazy. In fact, connections just kept trying. And, and then I was like, I remember sitting in my bed, like, Oh my God, like, yeah, did I, did I do the right thing here? Yeah. But yeah, it was, that was a pretty wild little 
time there. Yeah, yeah. Which which factory connection? You know, I mean, it's in everybody's contract for the right to match. They could have right. just matched it and take it, but you know, everyone kind of. If no, you they leave, were cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were cool about it because they could have. I mean, they yeah. they offered me way more money than what I signed for PC. Right. And and they were like, if that's what you want to do, like we'll let you do it, but we want to keep you. And I'm like, no, like yeah. I I had to say no. And they and it was cool. Like I I liked the team and I got along with everybody. It was cool. Like I I have a ton of respect for how they handled that because. They they could have kept me. Yeah, yeah. You were definitely a rider on the upswing for sure. Uh, you had made a podium in the nationals too that summer. A couple of podiums in the nationals, like yeah, you were you were, yeah. you were coming on for sure. Please yeah. tell me you didn't go back to Mitch and be like, hey, so I need a bit more money. No, 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 <laughs> I, no, I, no I never did that. That, that, no. that would not have gone over well. <laughs> no, absolutely. I was I was smarter than that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he had Canary waiting if he wanted to play hardball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I like Bobby, but it, I was just like, are you, dude? Yeah. 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 Uh, no, he, he, straight across the table from me, he's like, well, can I repeat you? Should I hire him? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> God, man. Yeah, like, like, and, all, and you know, Bobby's a great rider and he's a good guy. Like, yeah. Like, you're not, like, I'm not going to talk shit on my, on Canari right now. No. I don't know what to say. No. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. I just kind of sat there and, like, <laughs> well, I don't know. I guess you can if you want. Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, it was good. But, is this one of your bigger wins that you remember just because of all the things you went through and a good God, your dad went through or it was the U S open win. You consider that like your first time winning or is there a difference between no, the two? that, that probably would have been the, well, the U S open was, was good for sure because it was like my rookie year. I, yeah, Chad reads there. Like, <laughs> yeah, these guys are well, there. No, just my rookie year in the lights class. Like I, I was decent, like whatever. I was just, I was just a, a quiet fourth guy on the team. Right. Right. And then I got in a car crash and then that set me back so far. And so that U S open one was kind of when things started clicking for me. And I was like, all right, like I'm kind of back to where I feel mm -hmm. like, like I can actually do something with this. So that one was important, but um, I'll tell you probably the, the biggest win for me was, uh, Phoenix, the year that I won my title and it, it wasn't impressive. Like, but I had arm pumps so bad. I couldn't hardly ride and I kind of just fought through it. So that one, it's not impressive to watch, but yeah, yeah. that one, that, that one probably stands out about the most for me, honestly. Mm, interesting. Didn't you beat Dunge, um, uh, the year before that too? In the same, yeah. Like you and Dunge battled every year at this uh, at this place. Uh, no. Well, in Phoenix '09, he yeah. I was leading and I fell. Oh, I so thought he, he was trying to get you. You fell. No, I oh. fell. He. You might be thinking of uh, it was what San 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 Francisco. Oh, um, yeah. he fell trying to get around you. Oh, and yeah, Phoenix. He yeah. Fell oh, I see. I see. Yep. 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 Yeah, because I felt like that title year, it was like the year before you were right there at Dungeon like almost at that title level. Yeah, I was yep. super close. Like I could win races and yep. we were pretty close, but I just mentally I just I wasn't quite there and I just made a couple of mistakes. But but yeah, we in 09, it kind of went back and forth a little bit. So 08, yep. 08, J Law wins the title. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 
Okay. All right. So, and 09 Dunge does, and then Dunge goes on to yep. win the 450 title and got it. Yep. I got my. Yep. yep. Uh, did you have a relationship with J Law? No. No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I did like a photo shoot with him our last year amateur. I was sick at one of the amateur nationals and tried to get out of his way, literally got out of his way. And he came clear across the track, cleaned me out. And it's like, yeah, I, <laughs> no, I didn't have a relationship with J-Lo. Okay. Uh, by the way, too, we were talking about this before we got you on. It's so weird that you didn't make the main in Anaheim and you got hurt. And Aaron Bates does a pre-race report on you uh, and, and you know, talks about how you rode once and you, you hurt your shoulder and you got a torn labrum. And then Emig is in the booth with Ralph and Emig is talking about you as well. And I, you're just like. I don't know. If everybody thinks Supercross is rigged, maybe it is. Maybe maybe this win was supposed to happen all along because it's really weird to focus on you, you know, right. before the gate drops and then you go on to win. Yeah. Right, so, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe some backstory. I don't remember timeline exactly, but yes, that does happen more than more than you think. Like it's like, oh, they're talking about a guy like he's good, he's he's struggling, he's not going to do good or this guy's going to do good and then he crashes or like yeah. how that all works out. But I think at the time too, um, I think Emig was coming to the track and helping me with starts or oh. somewhere right around that. So I, maybe that's why they were talking. I don't uh, know. Yeah. Yeah. Emig could have said, Hey, go down and talk about him and then I'll chime in or something. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't know, but mm. interesting. It is, it is, it is random. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the very first clip when you open up YouTube, and I'm like, wait, what? He didn't make the main, and he's the report. He didn't make the main the week before, and watch for this guy. But Well, I I think, I mean, also, it probably was a little bit of news that I didn't make the main because I was yeah. good enough that, that sure. you wouldn't think that this guy's not going to make the main. So they're like, what's wrong with this guy? He, I, he can't I, even qualify. I probably, I probably ripped you in my observations column. Just absolutely Probably. ripped you. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. High high paid amateur superstar can't make the main event. Um, yeah, probably. I do remember. Steve never liked the kids. I do never remember uh, you going up to Canada before your your ride down here, and, and you know, Clat just worked you, and then next thing you know, you get a factory connection on the ride. Like I was, I probably was like, wait, wait, Clat, Clat just worked this kid. Why doesn't he have a factory connection ride? So yeah, dude. Dusty Clapp was the man in Canada. Holy cow. <laughs> he was. No, he was so good. He was. He yeah, was yeah. so good. <laughs> Impressive. And he came to the U.S. And we saw. Uh, we saw it our. It wasn't, yep. wasn't the same. Nope. No, there, there was an entire nation. And we had Race Rex Canada, the magazine at the time, Jake. So there was an LCQ once that he was in. And Mathis is sitting with four other Canadians. And he tips over and doesn't qualify. And they just put their head in their hands and just knew <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. I don't. Yeah. It's not coming together. He's dust, not even making names. The dusty clat takeover of America did not. Dude, come I'm, together. Telling you, I, yeah. I'm telling you, like I, I was a student of the sport. Oh, well, still am. And I loved it. And I'm telling you, I went there and I watched dusty clat and I'm like, this guy, he's like, he was like James Stewart of Canada. I'm mean, scrubbing it. Yeah, he, it, he could scrub. Winning yeah. both classes in one day, and I'm just like, this guy is unbelievable. Like he was so good up there. Like yeah. it was. I, I mean, if they, if if a U.S. national would have happened up there that year, 
My guy would have been on the podium, no questions asked. Thank like, you. he Thank you. was legit. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yep. <laughs> and here he, he was good. And here you are with titles and a bunch of cash, and he's a welder on the Vancouver well, Island. So yeah, well, you know, I can't weld. So uh, Liat re-raceables with Jake Weimer. Uh, anything else, Weech, for uh, Jacob? No, these are great stories, but we'll probably have you on for more of these, some other races. This is good stuff. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, I got it. I got a lot of stories. Maybe, yeah. we'll, maybe we'll call Pops Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do the uh, let's do one where uh, it was muddy and he showed up and said, "Well, we're fucked now." Before the yeah, race even started. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he he. Look, we've talked about this many times. He 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 does have a fair point, and he his if if you listen to his version of the story, you'd be like, eh, "All right, like it makes sense." Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite Jason stories. Telling everybody on the team when they rolled in that morning, we're fucked now because it rained. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, great stuff. Uh, thank you, Jake. Appreciate the time. Lee at Reraceable, yep. Phoenix 08. Great stuff. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Yep. Great stuff from uh, Weimer. I don't know if I like the Dusty Klatt stuff, the Jason Weimer stuff. I don't know what I like best of that. Oh, I think it's his dad. Yeah, the Jason Weimer stuff. That's got to be your face. I I was waiting for the fake mustache, and he snuck back in like Bobby Valentine, (laughs) you know? Uh, Oh, yeah, the the Mets manager in the dugout. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was waiting for that. But, uh, yeah, that's great stuff. So thank you to uh, to Jacob for that that story. Um, fantastic stuff. Uh, thank you to Liat, Guts, Scott, Maxis, Decal Works, Guts Racing. Pulpamex 23 is the code to save. No, wait. It's Pulp 2023. Pulp 2023 is a code to save at GutsRacing.com. Uh, great seat covers, seat foams, vintage stuff as well. Uh, they have non, non grippy seat covers, non-grippy seat covers. They can design them for you, like kind of like the Nike ID shoe stuff that you can pick your own design with the guts racing and a lot of models a lot of race teams using guts as well uh alex ray using guts the gripper was so good that it tore his butt open uh when he had some <laughs> sketchy underwear on that's how good the guts racing gripper seats are he told that story at the live show so uh classic yeah yeah absolutely yeah. right uh so yeah thanks to uh thanks to the guts guys and thanks to everybody for listening to the show really appreciate it um Time for the Liat Racing re, uh, re, Re-Raceables categories. Uh, let's get into this here, Weege. Uh, we got uh, – all right, well, we got who really won the race. Okay. Um, we can go either class, I guess. I'm not sure exactly which one you want to go to go with, but uh, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go Jake Weimer. Okay. First career win. Yeah. Yeah. With Congrats. a torn labrum in his shoulder. Yeah. You know? Well, apparently that was as much of an asset as it was a uh, drawback. Cause- yeah. Yeah. Less pressure. Yeah, good point. Good point on that. Somehow. Um, yes. I'm going to go Chad Reed. Just because he got second, but okay. he would go on to win the title after James Stewart bowed out after this race. And and although Wyndham did give him a bit of a run, it was, you know, without the Detroit crash and the provisional and all that, Reed goes on to just whoop everybody's butt. So I'll go. Okay. I'll go Chad Reed just to be different, you know. All right. That's uh, an odd one, but sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I don't want. I just want. I, why? I didn't want to go Weimer because yeah, probably Weimer. Uh, who's that guy? Award now. If you look at this, it's 2008. We, you, and I pretty much know everybody in this race, right? We're not going to get any texts from our guy Rarick or anybody else. Um, so we'll have to go to qualifying for that. 
there is a Manuel Rivas Gomez in 21st, but I know who that is because we made a lot of jokes in my column about him be- sounding like an action hero. Um, yeah, yeah. The, in the 450 class, he qualified 21st. Um, there actually was just 40 guys in the uh, 450 class um, this night. So that's weird. Exactly 40 guys. Jeff Alessi was 40th. So, oh, no one didn't make it. Yeah, everyone made the night oh. show. Exactly 40 guys. Oh, I, that doesn't seem possible because, you know, I've, I've seen people on the Internet say the sport is dying now. <laughs> so how could the numbers be lower uh, 15 years ago? That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any just, sense, yeah. No, everything was auto- – if it's 20 years ago, 15 years ago, it's automatically everything was better always. <laughs> I can't wait till 2038 when you- we do a pod and hear how great it was in 2023. Nothing – I don't know if anything grinds your gears more than that. It's great. It's fantastic. Uh, I'm going to keep marching to this tune, too. It's I, not going to stop. Yeah, it. no, I, you love it. It's great. And, yes. and it's, it's great. Yep. Valid points, too, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. So who's that guy award? Uh, well, I think I'll go. We can't go Jacob Marsak. He's in the mix, but that, we got, he's got a whole award. So uh, Cedric Subaross, <laughs> by the way. I didn't realize Cedric Subaross goes back to 08, but he's there. He's, uh, he's in the 250 class. Uh, who knew that? Uh, some guy named Daniel Blair was 28th fastest. Um but right in front, what he makes the main out of the LCQ though. This Daniel Blair character. I wonder whatever happened to him. I don't know. I uh, mean, privateer racer probably went no, probably completely out of the sport. Yeah, I'm yep. sure. A guy I've not heard okay. of. Okay. Um, seventh in the lights LCQ is Kale Wallace. I'm sure someone will hit me up and say, "How could you not know Kale?" That is a NASCAR name if I've ever heard one. Kale Wallace. Qualified- that is the Chat GBT of NASCAR names. So okay. I've never heard of him, have you? No, I have not, but I was going to go with uh, 26 fastest, Ty Hames. I've never heard of Ty Hames. Everybody ahead of him in the in the 250 class I'd heard of, he was too faster than that, that Blair character. So I'll go mm-hmm. Ty Hames at Who's That Guy Award. Um, I think I might remember him oh, from really? Loretta's, but not necessarily as a pro. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. Um, e- either that, the next guy after was Bradley Graham. So Brad Graham, I've never heard of him either. Uh Lit Kid Award for this race. Well, you could go Tim Ferry's O'Neill gear. That looked really good. Um, honestly, Mike's A-star stuff, the 800 A-star stuff, was a good look. Uh, Weimer's got No Fear on, which, you know, kind of like an 08 is not when you think of No Fear because McGrath and all that, but it's still looking really good um, here. So I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think I'll go at Michael Essie's Alpine Star getup. Yellow, black, some red. Really liked it. I said it before, this era of gear is some of the all-time worst. Um, even Fox, who almost always nails it, I even feel that like their gear was terrible in this era, which is rare, but I guess that was the style of the times. Um, also, it is shocking when you go back and watch races from this era to see how loose and baggy jerseys used to be compared to where they are now. Like it looks like everybody's wearing an XXL. Yeah, that doesn't help. No. Yeah, um, the, every Yamaha guy looks terrible because they all have to wear the blue and white, um, so nothing pops at all. So since there is not a single good-looking set of gear at all, all the gear looks bad. By default, I picked out one rider that really caught my eye. One rider that really looks good. He will end up with a sixth-place finish in the lights division on the number one fourteen MDK KTM wearing shift. A young, out of Iowa, rider named Justin Brayton, I think. That's going to be my Lit Kid Award. Unbelievable. Yeah. 
they mention him. Ralph brings him up in the uh, in oh, the, he's podium yeah. at round one. He's yeah. a title contender. Yeah. Yep. Um, the way I remember it was, it was Jaylon Dunge going out for this title, and Brayton almost there, almost right there. How about That's the, the pro- how about the prominent industry guy who told you that one that one fourteen will never do anything in the sport? Well, I think yeah, he got that podium in Anaheim one, and I think it was he will never podium again. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, he went on to have a, a great career. Uh, all right, uh, where's JT Award? Lee at Reraceables. This is great. You ask, you ask JT, were you there or in Germany or something? Because he didn't make either main. He didn't make the main. And JT said, I was there, but I didn't qualify. BTO uh, would have been Suzuki then, or what were they? I think Suzuki. They were Honda, I think. Were they? Okay. BTO, the team he rode for, bought me kit forks and said they were Supercross spec. But then after a few weeks of me complaining, Showa told Forrest Butler that they were just stock internals. So we switched <laughs> back for San Diego, and I got 10th. Oh, God. <laughs> so just think, a few weeks, he's riding with stock internals. Stock. <laughs> Straight up, not revalved, nothing on a Supercross track. Oh, I love it. It's great. That's such a janky team story. Like, they bought Kit Forks, and they're like, sweet, we're good. Kit Forks. <laughs> Showa's like, yeah, no, not. you still need revalving. Oh, it's great. That's fantastic. Oh, man. That yeah, is, so is... JT did not make the main. That's where JT is. Yeah, yeah. Yep. J- yeah. <laughs> He's riding around with stock forks. Uh, the Jacob Marsak Award for the rider who did the best in the uh, in the main event that you um, that you maybe didn't uh, didn't remember. Uh, Weege, does anybody stand out for you? Uh, I remember uh, Nathan Ramsey returns to the 450 class as Chad's teammate, and I remember it being terrible. But he actually gets seventh in the 450 class on this night. And remember, this is round two where the field is always relatively stacked and healthy mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't remember much good coming out of Nathan's kind of late career move back up to the 450s. But good for him. Seventh place. Okay. Fair enough. I might go our guy Charles Summy. Uh, Josh Summy, otherwise known as Josh Summy. Uh, ninth overall in, in the 450 class ahead of that Tim Ferry guy. Like Summy, Summy some good results. And a top ten. He's on. This is the first year of JGR. Or the second year. I was first. gonna say, isn't this JGR debut? I think it's JGR debut. Yeah, I think so. Because I, I looked at pictures from this year, and Hanny, Hanny's very brief run yeah. on JGR. There are photos of it. Yeah. Anyway. I remember the the famous story about Hanny at JGR was they they hit an hour meter in his airbox. He didn't know, and they hit an hour meter in his airbox, <laughs> and then he was telling them he was riding and doing all this, and then they were like, "Yeah, your bike has like." three hours on it or something. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, I'll go Summy, but Nathan Ramsey's not a bad one either. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, Summy, um, Summy just crashed too much, man. He There would be so many nights where it felt like like another step was coming. Mm-hmm. You know, there's probably a hundred of these guys throughout history that were like just on the verge of that next step. And I feel like uh, Moto Triple X days, I think that's what he was on before this, um, could never quite... Never quite to get yeah. there. I remember but always close. I was buddies yep. with Alan Brown, who was the owner of Triple X at this point, and he was so mad that somebody was going to JGR. And huh. and I'm like, dude, like it's J- Joe Gibbs racing on you know factory supported, and you know like yeah. like you can't. And he's just like, oh, it's you know, we had something here, yeah, but you you have something for thirty grand, you know, like like I get it, he's doing well, and he did do well, but like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, calm down. It's better. You just let him go. <laughs> stop, stop, stop complaining. So, anyways, um, yeah, good times. Uh, I'll go Summy. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. okay. So, oh, I didn't. We didn't do shit kit award. 
Good lit, Kit. Where's Ooh. your shit, Kit? Like you said. I mean, that's a wide. I'm casting a wide net on this one. Can I grade on a curve and say that Stu's Fox gear, I mean, Stu makes all gear look good, yeah. and Fox makes all gear look good, and the fact that they didn't have good-looking gear in 08, can I just say that shit kit? Yeah, it's it's not truly shit kit, but I know what you mean, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll back you. Yeah, it's yeah just a rare so, swing and a miss yeah. by that. You have, to, you have to design some really bad gear to make it not look good it, on Stu. It, it, it's got webbing on it and lines and, like, plant colors, and I don't know. Yeah. They're, they're Wait. Kinda, uh, do you recall in uh, 2010, he's uh, teammates with uh, Josh Hill. Uh, Hill was wearing Fox. And uh, yes, you was that 2010 the year we jettisoned you and sent you to Transworld to try to destroy them from the inside? Mm, yes, I believe so. Yeah. 2010, I think yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So you wrote in your observations column, the one year it was on Transworld and not Racer X, you had a picture of somebody battling Hill. Metcalf. And you said, this rider is trying his best to get away from this hideous-looking gear. Mm-hmm. You were hating on the gear so hardcore. And I guess Don Maeda over there. Yeah, Fox called Don. Yes. Complained. Don just laughed. Ah! And nothing ever <laughs> happened. And they were not happy. that. And I was making fun of Metcalf's stuff, too, later on. Uh, Metcalf would just look like a fern, like a bunch of ferns put together. Um, colored ferns. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah. So, oh, I love bringing up two things. A, yes, this rare era, and I don't think it's all Fox's fault because all the gear looked bad at this time. So it just must have been where art and fashion were at the time. But also your completely unhinged early days of the observations column. Yeah, there there was there was a few of them. Yeah, there was a few <laughs> of them. Right. Um, good stuff. Uh, Liet Reraceables Phoenix 08. Yep. I love that one. That might be my favorite Reraceables interview we've done. It, it's up there. That was great. Jake's, Jake's, Jake's you are you are such a sucker. You love the stories of RV and Weimer talking about their gnarly dads. You love it. Yeah, you are so here for their dads being gnarly. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's great. Um, what a, what a different time. Uh, hey, Millsap was on the Pulp Show last night talking about his mom would throw pit boards at him like a ninja star, and also shoot him with a BB gun. Shoot him with a BB gun while riding. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. So you know, I want to ask. Uh, remind me. Next time we get a chance to ask Barsha, he just casually threw in uh, in the press conference last weekend that he was doing some motos at MTF. And I'm like, good God, Mm -hmm. how many years has Barsha been in and out? Like he's back at MTF, not a full time, but I think he's riding his own places nearby. So it's just like, hey, try a different track today. I'm just like, what is the checkered history of MTF with Barsha? And then just like you're back at the same old. Yep. And then and then there's um, Marty. Marty's back with the firepower team. They're based out of MTF. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yep. yep. Yeah. Marty comes to America at MTF and all these years later he's back. Yeah. Although uh I forget about well like, like Rocks and Rides at the sandbox, right? Yeah. But the sandbox is Langston's old place, which became Villapoto's old place, which is where Rocks and Road yes. when he was with Alden and yep. Villapoto. Yes. So it's actually the same place Rockman's been riding for like eleven years or something. It's it's that's another story we should do. Yeah, is uh, um, far, put the put the riding facilities at the top of a chart and then just do a whole arrows yeah. with riders. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm just like, oh my god, Barsha's riding at MTF. Like, this might as well be 2006 again. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Uh, thanks to Jake for coming on. Weege, as always, uh, great great to uh, talk to you about the Phoenix 08. Uh, good times. You were at this race, right? You were webcast? Oh, yeah. Live web- yeah. Supercross live webcast. What were you doing? 
Uh, yeah, just there for Racer X and whatever. Yeah, I think yeah, I was. Full, I think I was full time media guy at this point. I think oh six and oh seven. I was kind of in and out of media. So this would yeah. have been like maybe like just there for Racer X Canada or maybe Racer X USA. I don't remember. At some point, I'm working for Racer X Canada, and Davey just tells the Racer X Canada people, "Yeah, we're we're going to take Mathis now and pay him." And I just was like, wow. "Okay, yeah." It was <laughs> recognizes talent when he sees it. Yeah, game knows game. Yep. So. Were you holding court in the press box, you think? Maybe. I don't know where this holding court came from, but perhaps. <laughs> yes, I don't know. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, it was a good one. I probably hung out with Jim Holly a bit that weekend. It was good times, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yep. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to Leah and all of our sponsors. Thanks, Weege. See ya.